Welcome to the Bay Area Brothers Sports Podcast. With me, as always, the number one pick to my number 30 pick, the super team to my super disappointing team, Dylan. You're really not giving yourself much credit there. You're uh, really uh, lowballing yourself. Well, Is this a reflection of, of how you how well you did in the odds off this week? Well, when you look at the odds off my... Uh, my recent performance in my fantasy league, I have been a very disappointing team. So, Dylan... You would say. Yeah, I would. It, <laughs> it has not been a great week for me in the, on those fronts. Um, but, Dylan, uh, this week we are going to uh, do and continue what we yeah. started last week. Um, and we're going to go into the Western Conference and look at the, um, the teams in the West, compare them to their over-under, make our predictions, and just talk about the teams a little bit. Um, so, first, Dylan... Uh, we are going to start off in the West. We're going to start in the Northwest Division, uh, where a lot of teams in this division I wouldn't qualify as Northwest. Um, the first being the Denver Nuggets. Mm. Um, they're not really that West, and they're not really that North. They're kind of no. just a middle-middle. Yeah, they are. Um, but the middle-middle uh, division doesn't exist in the West. So, Dylan, give me the updated over-under for the uh, Denver Nuggets. So the over-under right now for the Denver Nuggets is 36.5 points. It's 36.5 wins. Yes. Not points. Uh, hopefully they score more than that every game. It would be Otherwise rough. it would be very sad. Yeah. Um, last year, they ended up winning 33 games, so this is a 3.5 game improvement over last year. Um, I don't know how much better their team got. Moutier, yeah, he may make some progression from being the worst rookie Statistically, last year, to to maybe not being the worst. Well, he well he at least a, won't be a rookie. True, point guard a very hard position to learn, especially at nineteen. Exactly. Um, they add Jamal Murray. Uh, no, I'm sorry, not Jamal Murray. Yes, Jamal Murray. Okay, Jamal Murray. Just go with your gut instinct. Go with my, the, I will correct you when you're wrong. Okay, good. I'm glad. Uh, from from Kentucky. And I think he's a good two-guard. He's also, I think, point guard insurance if they wind up thinking that Moutier cannot make this um, sort of long-term transition as a, a point guard in the NBA. Um, so I like their team overall going forward. The question is, are they better than they were last year? And more importantly, where are they getting their wins from? Have enough teams gotten worse to where they can get those wins back? I mean, they were 11th last year in the West, and are the teams in front of them worse? Our teams in back of them maybe even better to where they, they actually wind up losing more games? To answer that question, I think that it's um, the easiest answer to that question and the right answer to that question, in my opinion, is they're going to be 11th again. I think they're going to be 11th again, um, but I think there are going to be more wins available because I don't think the Warriors are going to win 73. I definitely don't think the Spurs are going to win 67, and I don't think the Thunder are going to win 55. So there are wins out there. Um... That being said, uh, 36 is, and a half is probably the right number. Um, I'd put their win total at 35. I'm going to take the under. But this team has a lot of promising young talent. I do like the way this team is being built. Um, I think that once they get rid of Kenneth Fareed, which is very likely at the trade deadline this year, in my opinion, um, I think they will be a young, solid team. I like Jamal Murray. I think he is... The, bet the best shooter out of this draft. I think that um, Juan Hernan Gomez, another rookie that they drafted this year, could turn into a really good stretch, 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 stretch four. Yeah. And I do like their center combo of Nurkic and Jokic. 
I think um, only one of those, though, winds up on the team at the end of the year. I think that you still need to give another year and a half before you decide which one that is. You have both of them under contract for the next two years. Yeah, but I think that they can they can get more value trading them earlier because they're going to be on contract. You can get more value from that. You have team control of both those guys for a long time. The value is in team control now with the new CBA. That's true. Not necessarily that contract. Um, but the real question is, um, and where the wins might not come from or come from, depending on how you look at it, is Danilo Gallinari. One, can he stay healthy? And two, will he be traded? I think one of those will happen and the other won't. Or maybe, I think both of those won't happen. I don't think he'll stay healthy, but I also don't think he'll get traded. Um, So I'm going to put their win total under the 36.5. I'm going to agree with you on that. I think it's under. I think that's not necessarily because they are any worse than last year. I think a couple teams behind them get better and finish ahead of them, and there's just not enough wins there to go around. I don't see them improving over teams around them relative in strength, which sets them back in the win total. One of those those teams is actually the next team on our list. Uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, they finished uh, behind the Denver Nuggets in 13th last year, won 29 games. They got the fifth pick in the draft. Um, and they're over under right now, just to keep this in the back of your mind, is 41 and a half. Yeah. That is a incredibly high um, increase in wins. Uh, that is 12 games. Supposedly, if you're going to take the over, you, you think they're going to win 12 more games last year than than last year. But, Dylan, I like this team. Me too. This is the most interesting team in the NBA for me. I have been excited to talk about this team uh, since we started to do this, and I had to wait till the second podcast to get to them. Glad they're early. This is the team I am excited to watch. This is the kind of team that I think can really make that jump. Um, the second year of... Um, in my opinion, who will wind up being the best center in the NBA in two years. I think he could be the best player in the NBA in three years. Yeah, yeah, I think that's definitely um, within the realm of possibility. I think Carl Anthony Towns is incredible. I don't think Wiggins is as good as, as people think right now. I think he's a little overblown because he has no real range, no real jump shot, um, and he, he zones out on defense. The good news is that may be fixed. We're coming to, they now have Tom Thibodeau, Tom Thibodeau, I believe is how he pronounces it, Tom Thibodeau, um, as his coach, getting him zoned in on defense. He has the physical tools to be an elite wing defender, a Michael Kidd-Gilchrist type, and Andre Iguodala type on the wing, and I'd like to see that brought out of him, and, and Jimmy Butler type of defender. I'd love to see that brought out of him in Tom Thibodeau. And if that happens, I see them being able to clear this win total, and ultimately, because of how good he is defensively, Tom Thibodeau, I don't think their offense needs to improve at all to get that enough wins. I think their offense will improve just through normal improvements of players being a year older, a year better, a year more developed. But the defense is where I really look for this team to change, and I think they're going over that 41 and a half. I do think that the upgrades at, at coach... Um, and Chris Dunn at the five pick are great for this team. Another year of development for guys like Carl Anthony Town, Andrew Wiggins, Zach Levine will be great. Yeah. I have a couple issues with this team. Is it what position does Zach Levine play? No, I know what position he plays. Six man, right? Should be, but it won't be. Um, and here's why. Their depth in the guard position 
is minimal. That's true. Their backup right now is Brandon Rush, um, and I think he's more of a three than a two. Um, and I think you're going to see a lot of two-point guard lineups with this team. They're going to have to. And I just don't think Ricky Rubio and Chris Dunn have the defensive chops to guard uh, wings. Um, and they're going to have to if they play two-point guard sets. I think that Tom Thibodeau will be a great upgrade. But this team reminds me a lot of what U- the Utah Jazz were last year. They're the team everybody loves, everybody wants to take the over, everybody thinks they're going to be great, going to make the playoffs, going to push, maybe get to the second round, and they they didn't even make the playoffs. That's true, but here's the difference. They don't have the injury questions that the Jazz did. I think the Jazz would have been fine had Gobert not gone down with injury. But that was... They had Ennis... um, uh, Ennis? Tyler Ennis? Is it Tyler? No. You mean Dante Exum? Dante Exum. Sorry, Dante Exum going down. You had a lot of these players that were supposed to be contributors for the Jazz go down with injury, and I think that's really what held them back last year. And they only wound up, I believe, like two or three wins under their over-under, the, the Jazz last year. I think a healthy team in Minnesota gets there, and, and then we'll make the playoffs. I think they'll be a 7 or When eight was team. the last time a Tom Thibodeau team was healthy the whole year? Especially with how little depth they have in the front court or back court. Um, I, I get that concern. I think that's more a concern going forward in, in future years as this team ages a little bit as well as as this team gets run into the ground. I think first year it'll be fine from a health standpoint. It's later years that you have to start worrying about um, the, the amount of stress that he puts on his players. To me, this team is still a year away. And they will still be the most interesting team to watch. They're a must-watch. Wa- must you think they're a year pass. away from the playoffs? I think they're a year away from the playoffs. Not only that, I think it's a jump year next year. I think they'll have a, a moderate jump, but next year will be the big jump where they're a four seed. I think they have a legit chance in next year to be a four seed, four, three seed, um, four or three, three seed. But I just don't think it's this year. I'm taking the under. I think they win about 39 games. Um, All right. And that's just because lack of depth in the front, in the backcourt, and um, I, I just think they're too young. I, I can, I can see that being a concern. Uh, I'm just really excited for this team. I am too. I am too. I w- I love. I want to watch them. And I think that um, I heard the other day that they have 12 or 13 nationally televised games. Those are going to be great games to watch. But I do think that they are just not quite there. Um, Carl Anthony Towns is going to be great. I think that he will be the player who makes his first All Star. Uh, game, I think that is a easy prediction, um, and I think that he has a chance to make first team All NBA. Wow, um, that's just because I don't think there are any offensive centers out there, um, and he gives enough on the defensive end to be a good center. Um, but they're just not quite there yet. Okay, let's move on to the next team, Devin. The Oklahoma City Thunder. Ooh, a team that maybe lost the most this off season. Yeah. I don't think it's really that debatable. A loss of Serge Ibaka, their, in my opinion, best defensive player. Their most versatile defensive player as well. Um, as well as losing their best offensive player in and Kevin Durant. And maybe second best defensive player? Third best, I think. Steven Adams? Steven Adams, I think. Uh, Andre Roberson? Roberson? True. However the hell you pronounce that true. name? Okay, fourth best defensive player. Although highly versatile, maybe second most versatile defender. Maybe even more versatile than Serge Ibaka, but a step below from a quality. 
I would agree um, with that. And so, I just losing so much. They add Victor Oladipo, who I guess is just another Andre Robertson. A smaller. non-shooting, smaller. smaller, tenacious, defensive shooting guard? Maybe. We can talk about that addition as we go here. But Devin, last year, the Oklahoma City Thunder won 55 games, got third in the conference, pushed the Warriors after then, and then ended up just really collapsing and giving up a 3-1 lead for the Warriors to make it to the finals. They're over under this year, 45 and a half. Have they regressed 10, 10 games? That's a tough question. You have to look at what they've added and what they've lost. They, you've mentioned what they lost. Those are huge, huge pieces. But they've added something. Um, they've added uh, a rookie in DeMontis Sabonis, who you and yep. I both like. Well-developed. A um, very well-developed rookie. Uh, son of a, uh, of a pro, and I think that's going to help with his development. Um, but you look down on the list... They haven't added much more. Um, in no. the trade, they did get back Victor, Victor Oladipo and Ersan Ilyasova. My biggest question is, um, where the hell is the shooting going to come from? Where is the spacing on this team? Yeah, there is not a good three-point shooter on this team now. Well, there is. He's just like three... three. Anthony Morrow? Yeah. Okay. They have one good three-point shooter on this team now, so floor spacing is going to be an incredible issue, especially because they have shown that they do not trust Anthony Morrow as a defender on this team. They might have to. They're going to have to, to have any sort of spacing. Is Cameron Um, Payne a good player? I think that's to be determined. Um, I think that Westbrook is going to have the ball in his hand a lot. He's going to put up lots of counting numbers. I think he's going to also put up a lot of turnovers because That's a county number. I know. There isn't enough um, talent around him to really take off the load from Westbrook. Um, interestingly enough, this is going to be one of my bolder predictions, I think. Many people are still having him in the playoffs. Westbrook in the MVP conversation. Well, there's he, can't, he won't win the MVP because he won't be in top three of any of the conferences, meaning the West. Um, Maybe and no MVP, no MVP can um, can win without being in the top three of their conference. I agree with that, but he has definitely had some buzz that now that he will have the the chains taken off, the shackles, just only him as an offensive threat, that he will um, be able to to win the MVP. And I don't see necessarily um, Landon Donovan's good friend Billy Donovan. Um, They're actually uh, cousins. Yeah. Okay. Um, really pulling in the reins on Westbrook. He's going to let him have his way during the regular season. Um, and because of that, I've got them going under the 45 and a half. And I think they miss out on the playoffs because of the Minnesota Timberwolves. I think they are ninth in the West with the Timberwolves getting eight. And it's a battle between those two teams for the final playoff spot. Well, I think that there's other teams in there. I think the Jazz. Have oh, I think there's other teams in there. But I think that's what it comes down to at the end of the season. And I think the, the Thunder are on the outside looking in. Maybe. Very, very possible. Um, also, Oklahoma, another team that isn't in the North or the West. No. Nope. Um, nope, also, not. Minnesota. They're North. They're not, not West. The West. Um, so this Northwest division has um, three teams, the first three teams, not in the Northwest. <laughs> um, in fact, I know only one team is in the Northwest of this division. Um, but um, I'm actually going to agree with you. I think they go under. 
Uh, 45 and a half is uh, a lot to ask for this team, uh, especially when um, they will actually have to rely on minutes from Josh Hustis and I make Stanford apologist at heart. <laughs> Josh um, Hustis is not an NBA I player. Loved, I loved Josh Hustis when he played for the Stanford Cardinal. He's not an NBA quality Josh player. Josh Hustis is not an he NBA just isn't. level player. Um, so I, I think that relying on him for any monicum of minutes is uh, going to be depressing to their win total. Yeah, I agree with you there. I don't think they have depth anymore. I want to see him succeed. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I want to see him succeed. I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, uh, it's it's been a rough career for Josh Eustis. Uh, he's a below-average D-League player, and that is not a good sign. I do think Sabonis is going to be good, though. Um, I think, I think, I think he, he has to work on range. I think he's at least two three years away. He, he has to work on a three-pointer. I, I agree that that's... Long term, I think we will see as far as rookies go, he will be. I mean, I still Counting think. Counting stats wise, probably. I still think skill wise and impact wise, he may wind up being the third best offensive player on this team. Enos Cantor. Nope. Russell Westbrook. Enos Cantor can't play enough to be as impactful because of his defensive liability. Uh, he and Enos Cantor have the same defensive liabilities. He is not a good Sabonis is not a good I think defensive Sabo- player. I disagree. I think is, Sabonis is more mobile. He I think is, he can guard force. He is just as physically limited as Enos Cantor is. I think he is much less physically limited, and we'll see this here. I think Enos Cantor just doesn't. I think it's not entirely his physicality either that is the issue for Enos Cantor. He doesn't know how to play defense. I'm not which sure. Which is the issue? Don Demonte Sabonis was. Hidden a lot on defense at Gonzaga. True, but he played decent defense in the post against Yurka Portal um, in that game where they beat Utah in the tournament. One-on-one defense is very different from most post defense. I agree. You have to be a very good help defender. Help defense is key, but I think that um, I, I think that um, Adams gives that. Adams is maybe one of the better defenders in the center and versatile, and he can move his feet. I, I, I agree with that. Um, he can't move his feet well enough to not get kicked in the balls, but um, he does move his feet. Only when playing uh, Draymond. Yeah. So um, what did you take? I took the under. You took the under as well? Yes. Um, you right. are actually... Uh, I've been writing them down. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. All right, Devin, um, next team. Oh, this team might actually be in the Northwest? It is in the Northwest. Okay, good. The good Portland Trailblazers, um, they blazed some trails, um, and... Uh, I think that um, this team, probably one of the teams that uh, had um, the biggest increase in how much they're paying their players. Yes. I think that also maybe the biggest hype. Last year they were not thought that they were going to be that good, and yet they came out of nowhere, won the five seed, progressed in the playoffs, had a few good games against the Warriors. Um, and so I think there's a lot of um, uh, shine on the, on the Portland Trailblazers. They won 44 games last year. Hit me really? with that over-under, though. The, the over-under for the Portland Trailblazers is 45.5. So the question is, Devin, are they a game and a half better than they were last year or not? I think they are. Interesting. So who did they add that makes you think that they're any better? I don't necessarily think it's who they added. I think it's, another, I think it's a year of all these players reaching their peak at the same time. I'm not saying their peak is championship-level uh, wins, but... They are a team that is all hitting uh, their primes. Uh, you have um, 
CJ McCollum in his third or fourth year, uh, really starting to, he found his way last year on this team. I think he will be a little bit better, not a lot, but a little bit better. Damian Lillard is a all-star, in my opinion. Uh, he may never get that uh, title. <laughs> the, the curse of being in the same conference as, as Paul George and Steph, I'm sorry, not Paul George, Chris Paul and Steph Curry. Curry. Yeah. Um, as well as Russell as Westbrook. James Harden and Russell, Russell Westbrook. Clay Thompson. Like, there's yeah, a yeah. lot of guards in the West. Exactly. Um, so, that being said, I think they will all be a year better. Probably not that much. And I think that they have somebody to run their second unit now. Evan Turner is not a starter on this team. He is being paid like a starter, but he's not a starter. Um, he will run that second unit. I think he will uh, have the ball in his hands a lot, and that's best for Evan Turner. Um... I think that Alan Crabb will get another year of, of um, being a very good spot-up shooter. I just think that the cohesiveness of this team will give you a couple more wins. So I can see that argument, and I, I've gone back and forth on this over-under multiple times. I think they're going to be just as good as they were last year. I, I, I think from a quality team standpoint, they're going to be just as good. And here's, that's, here's that's why. That's completely fair. I... Damian Lillard, I think, was his best season last year. He will be equally as good this year. Just from the aging curve, he came into the league late, and I think that means that he hits his prime. He's a lot older than we think. Uh, he's 20, 27. 27? I believe so. I, uh, I'll look it up. But also, CJ McCollum also surprisingly um, He's old. 24. Uh, uh, Damian Lillard is 26. Okay. Um, and I just don't think they have enough bigs to really be able to compete. They have good guards. They have good kind of wing players. and But but when it comes to defensive wing players, they can seriously be exploited. And they don't really have any, any players in the post that can really take the pressure off um, when they get schemed for defensively. And I think other teams in the West are better now than last year. And I think that's going to suppress them. Not at the top. I think that... Oklahoma City is really the only team that's taken a step back. Um, the in Spurs the West. will. From a win total wise, maybe may, yes, you're right. I think they will, but I still see them being better than than um, the Blazers. I think Minnesota takes a big step forward. I think we see a more competitive Denver Nuggets, who we've already talked about. I think Oklahoma. We've talked about Oklahoma City coming coming kind of back to the pack. So. Um, all those things kind of taken into account. I've gone back and forth on this. I think they're going to be right around the 45 and a half number. I'm taking the under, however. Okay. I think you're wrong. And you're with the over on that. Correct. I do think they will take the over. Um, so, Dylan, the last team in the Northwest, again, not that far north and <laughs> not that far west, uh, the Utah Jazz. Um, yeah. A team that uh, didn't add much this year. Um, they got Boris Diaw to come over. Uh, they did trade for George Hill, but everybody else is pretty much the same. Um, they did not have their draft pick in the first round this year. Um, but you could look at the point guard position and say they're adding a player in Dante Exum coming off an ACL tear. But again, coming off an ACL tear, how much is that, that injury going to affect him? How much has he been able to work on his game? Right. Um, those are all legitimate questions for this team. They are. Last year... I think they underperformed due to injuries. I, um, I think that uh, they 
the injuries definitely hindered them. But this is one of those teams that I look at and I think they're going to be better this year than they were last year. Um, this is one of those teams that I think will eat the win totals out of Portland and the Spurs. I think that... What Oklahoma City. Yeah, last year they won 40 games. They're over under this year 47 and a half. 47 and a half would have put them as the number five seed last season. Yeah, that's a... It's a, it's a high number, I think. But here's the thing. I think they could, could have gotten to 45 and a half even with the natural progression of their team without having Exum coming back. I think George Hill is a great pickup. He is what they need as a ability to be a point guard as well as shooter. I think George Hill was massively underrated on the Pacers and he's going to really be what they need on on the Jazz. So I, this is another tough call. I think I'm going over. I think that you brought in probably the biggest um, addition that they had, uh, George Hill. Um, I don't think it was injuries that caused this team to lose more games than they should have last year. I think it was the fact that they didn't have a point guard. Um, Their point guard play was some of the worst in the league, um, and I think that adding George Hill will help with that. You're going to have Gordon Hayward take the ball up a lot. He's going to have the ball in his hands a lot. George Hill can play off the ball. George Hill can also run an offense. He can run a pick and roll. You can put him in Gobert, him in Derek Favors. You can have um, a team that functions with, uh, with George Hill at the point guard. Um, Rodney Hood can take a step forward. That being said, I'm going to take the under. I think they get 45, 46 wins. Okay. That's still around the four seed. Yeah. Um, but I just don't think that uh, they have the... Um, the personnel quite to get to that 48 wins, which they need. I don't see them winning that many games. Okay. And that moves us through the uh, the Northwest. Yeah. Now, Devin, the next division. We're on to the Pacific Division. All right. Um, and the first team alphabetically is our Golden State Golden Warriors. State Warriors. Um, the Golden State Warriors, uh, probably the biggest transition um, of any team in the league. They have a lot of new faces. Um and they lost a lot of old faces. They lost Leandro Barbosa, Harrison Barnes, Festus Azili, Brandon Rush, Maurice Spates. All of these players, by the way, won a championship with them two years ago. Um, they lost Andrew Bogut as well, the anchor of that defense. But, Dylan, it was all for a good reason. Yes, it was for a good cause. They brought in <laughs> Kevin Durant. They brought in the free agent of the summer. They brought in the, the best player on the market, and probably the best player that's been on the market for a while and will be for Zaza a while. Pachulia. Yes, also Zaza Pachulia. That's not who we're talking no, about? No, I I was, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Zaza Pachulia. Uh, definitely going to be the difference maker on this team. Also David West. David West, I think, is also a nice bench addition. Um, one through seven, there is no team in the history of the NBA that can compete with this Warriors team. Completely agree with that. One through seven. The question becomes... Maybe one through eight, because Sean Livingston's pretty darn good. Good point. The question becomes, what happens after that eight spot? A lot of Especially unproven. A lot of unproven there. Centers are unknown. David West could fill in at center in a pinch. Draymond Green can play center, but you don't want to run him into the ground. So David, yeah, yeah. Uh, I believe there. Anderson Vergeau still on the team. Aaron Anderson Vergeau there. Their rookie uh, had had surgery, so pectoral surgery. So he's going to be out a bit. I don't know how much he's going to wind up playing after because we saw last year that when 
when a rookie comes in late into the system, it's a little harder for them to pick it up. We have James Michael McAdoo seeing what, what he can do, um, McCaw, and, and whether he can be an, a, a viable backup too. I like McCaw. I do too. It's, it's going to be an interesting to see how this plays out. There's such a, a, a versatile um, set of backups, almost all unproven. And I think that's going to be a really interesting dynamic to watch for these Warriors. Now, the Warriors last year, as well known, won 73 games. Really? I, yeah. I, I didn't know that. They set the record. Unfortunately, they did not win the championship. So, Devin, this year they're over under 66 and a half. Are they six games worse? That'd be seven. Are they? No. Oh, yeah. Six. You're right. Are they are they more than six games worse? Because six games worse would be the over. No. Yes. Seventy three down to. You're right. It would be the sixty seven. Are they seven games worse? And that's the question I keep coming back to. Even I, if they rest players full games, like they didn't do last Steph year. Even if Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson only play thirty to thirty five minutes a game, only play seventy to seventy five games the over the year. Yeah, I. I still think they can trip their way into 70 wins. It's this is going to be the kind of team that you're going to wake up one point and be like, "Oh, they're they're 22 and 2. They're 28 and 3." And I think it's reasonable that they won't go for it. I don't think they get 73, but I don't think they're they're worse than last year. And I know there isn't the target for them to go for, but I think without that, what winds up happening is that we we wind up with um, a a team that goes over sixty six and a half. I I'm gonna take the over two. Um, this team just isn't that much worse than they were last year, and and worse is not the the way that win total is not the way this team is going to measure their season. They're gonna measure it based off a championship. Yes. that is well known. Um, I like the the pieces they've added. I think Kevon Looney can seriously be a, a uh, rotation player on this team. I agree. I think that um, if he stays healthy, which he had the surgeries, that surgery doesn't isn't necessarily it's concerning long term, but in the but short not, term, not not really. in this contract necessarily. Exactly, and I think that he could be really good for this team. Um, I'm taking the over sixty six and a half is ridiculous. I agree. Like you have you have. Four, you have four of the best ten players in the league. You have basically a starting lineup for the Western All-Star team. If you put out the Eastern All-Stars, starter versus starter, I think the Warriors might be better. Oh, uh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. 100%, because you have Kyle Lowry on the, as point guard on that team. Yeah, and you have... Who is the two guard? Uh, Bradley Beal? Uh, okay. DeMar DeRozan? Who's center? LeBron James. No. That's the only matchup that I think the East would be better at. The small forward? And maybe center. It's, yeah, yeah, definitely center with Al Horford over Zaza. Yeah, 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 Al Horford's the center. But if you played the Andre Iguodala lineup, I think they're better in probably every position other than small forward. The, the small forward. And then it's a real um, a, a battle there if you paired up uh, Kevin Durant and... Uh, LeBron James. But then the power forward would probably be better than Iggy. Like, it's, it's, it's a okay. serious thing. 
I we we will talk a lot about this we team will. going so forward. So we may want to move so forward. So we're probably going to want to go forward. Um, the next team is a team from Los Angeles. Um, they used to they they talk about ships a lot, um, and this is the uh, the Los Angeles Clippers. Yeah. Um, they uh, they like um, like Rock Divers loves to do. Um, they do not build through the draft like most teams do. Uh, they decided to sh- sign a bunch of uh, free agents to the minimum. Yep. Um, which is all they Including did. Including Maurice Spates. The aforementioned Maurice Spates. Uh, Brandon Bass as well. Um, basically, any player who has done well against the Clippers and or the Celtics and or played for the Clippers or the Celtics are on this team. Um, Dylan, does running it back one more year give the Clippers enough wins to uh, beat their over-under? Yeah, I... Did you just answer yes? I... I'm hesitant. It's 54 wins. I, they're older than last year. They really are. Only a year. I don't think they've gotten any better, though. I disagree with that. You think they're better than last year? Yeah, I do. I Okay, well, we'll, we'll disagree on that. I think Chris Paul is a year older. Neither Chris Paul nor um, Blake Griffin has shown they've been able to stay healthy for a full season. Um, Blake Griffin has, hasn't shown he's been able to... Uh, refrain from punching the equipment managers. Well, for a full season. To be honest, the first uh, the first six years that he was in the league, he didn't do it at all. Okay, okay, you're right. You're right. That's a strong point, but <laughs> it's a once every six years sort of occurrence. Exactly. So, what happened next year? <laughs> I just think they're not. I think they bleed wins. I do. I don't think they get as many wins as last year, which was 53, and so I have them under the 54. The yeah. Um, I'm going to take the over. Um, there were games oh. that they dropped last year, um, specifically to the Warriors, um, that they might not drop this year. Um, I'm, I'm high on this team in the regular season. I think that they're going to put a lot of stock into it. I think that Chris Paul um, and Blake Griffin will be healthier than they were last year. Um, Do you think... They will, they will also, early on, they lost a lot of games because they played Paul Pierce. I think they know that Paul Pierce will not play meaningful minutes this year. Um, I think that um, they are actually deeper on the front line than they were last year. I think Brandon Bass can give them something. And Murray Spates can score. So that's something their second unit hasn't had in the past. Um, that being said, um, their second unit might have the least passing ever. Um, with uh, Jamal Crawford, Austin Rivers, Marie Spates. Um, but they'll put up shots, and those shots are bound to go in at some point. Yeah, I, I can see that, but I just I don't think they're as good as last year. Um, I, I, I ultimately see them be about the same quality, and under the... F- you've convinced me. All right, you've convinced me. The more I think about it, the more I think about the other teams in the West. I still That's think, the key. I think they're the third best team in the West the more I think about it. I think with the Spurs kind of bleeding some wins, even though they're still second best, I think that uh, the Clippers do go over. I'm, I, you've got me on board. You've convinced me. So does that mean for good podcasting? I'm make, not sure. I think it does. Okay. I think it does. Um, so, Dylan, now on to the other L.A. team. Yep. Um, the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, a team named after uh, Minnesota things that are not in the LA area, <laughs> um, lakes. So um, they uh, they had a 
I don't know what to describe their offseason as. Um, Weird. Puzzling is probably the best. They added Brandon Ingram, who looks like he can play in this yeah. league. Um, Eva, uh, Zubach, um, the center they drafted with the 32nd pick, um, also looks like he can contribute. Yeah, but they um, signed Mozgov. Who, in the short term, specifically this year, could be good. Depending, but he gave nothing to a championship team that needed a center last year. And um, I don't know if I necessarily trust him to be able to rebound um, with the injuries. Wait, question. You don't trust him to rebound rebound as in from the injury or rebound as in grab the ball off the rim? <laughs> from the injury. Okay. He's always going to be an above-average rebounder, I there think. There we go. There we go. And and that's why I think that this signing for uh, this year and maybe next year makes sense. Um, I think that contract was all about the the years, not the the dollar amount. Yeah. Um, especially when you're a, a weak team trying to lure um, free agents, it's going to be difficult um, when you're not good. So you have to overpay, um, despite the fact that you're L.A. Um, yeah. The biggest question though is, can the young talent um, uh, get better? Um, and I think that Julius Randle is an overrated player. Um, I think that uh, if you have to choose between him and Ingram, you need to pick Ingram. Oh, yeah, uh, of going course. Forward. Um, I think that D'Angelo Russell and the Jordan Clarkson experiment together might not work. Um, they're both point guards, clearly, in my opinion. Um, Nick Young is still on this team, um, <laughs> and he's looked great in the preseason, but... Preseason is preseason for a reason. Yeah. Um, and if you can say that four times fast, preseason um, is preseason for a reason. Preseason is preseason for a reason. This is preseason. Is this is what makes podcasts terrible. Preseason is a preseason for a reason. This is, but it sounds so nice. It did. <laughs> um, so Dylan, give me their over under. Their over under is twenty five. That is a a eight game improvement from last season, and here's ultimately why. I think their coach has improved. Yeah, Luke, Luke Walton, Walton, I think, is going to be a good coach. They'll actually try to win games. They don't have the, the tank commander um, anymore. It does help behoove them to get a low pick. Top because they're protected. still top three protected, and then it goes into the second round, I think. Next I think year, it conveys yeah. as two second rounders if they wind up in the bottom yeah. three again. So maybe if their clothes come to the end of the season. Here's how I see this going. They either go over or way under. I don't think so. I think that um, uh, Jerry Buss, um, this is the time where he understands that he has to show some improvement. So there's not going to be a, uh, um, an edict from above to lose games. They've had their draft picks. They've started to rebuild. I think this is the year that they have to show that they are progressing to a certain extent. Who are um, they better than? I'm not saying that it's – I'm just saying that I don't think they're going to go into tank mode. Okay. I'm not saying they're better than any team. What teams um, do they finish in front of in the West? The Suns and maybe the Pelicans. Really? You think the Pelicans got worse? I do. Okay. We'll get um, to the Pelicans I think they eventually. made the wrong pick okay. in the draft. Um, and I think that they could dr- jump the Suns. So do you have over under 25 for the Lakers? I'm going under. Me too. I'm going <laughs> under. Me. Eh, we're going to disagree here. I'm going over. I think it's going to be close. I think they're going to be 25 in- though. I think they're going to wind up in fourth place, the worst place for them in the league. I, I think they'll be fourth or fifth when it comes to lottery, and Philadelphia 76ers are going to love them. Well, it, 
23 wins was fourth worst team last season with the Suns. Brooklyn Nets had 21. The LA Lakers had 17 as the second worst team. I think they wind up missing out and going over because they wind up as that fifth best team or fourth best team. Um, so, Devin, you went the under and I'm going the over. Who's the next team we're going to look at? Next team we look at is also in the Pacific. Uh, I mentioned them just now. They're the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns, who, I'm not going to lie, not a team I will necessarily catch much on, on, on League Pass. They're well, a team I, I mean, that's probably because... For, I don't have League Pass? Yeah. Yeah, that's why. Uh, they're a team I'd watch for one reason, and that's their shooting guard, um, Trevor... Trevor Booker? Oh, oh, Dylan. Did I screw that up? Yeah. Who is it? Uh, he shares a name with someone on this podcast. Devin. There you go. Devin something. It's Booker. Devin Booker. But it's Devin Booker, not Trevor Booker. Nah. Come on, he, Dylan. I always called him Corey Booker. That would be no, way wrong. No, the, the uh, senator from New Jersey. Yeah, those are not... Although, might be good. He's in, he played played football in, uh, in college. He might be a good sure. athlete. Yeah. Um, so, the over-under for the Phoenix Suns is 28-and-a-half. Ooh, 28-and-a-half. Um, they won uh, 23 games last year. Are they five games better? Um, no. Are they? They're, they're not. Yeah. Um, somebody has to be the worst team in the league. Some teams have to be at the bottom. We already covered Philadelphia is the worst. But some team is going to have That's to lose a fair worst. amount of games. I think it comes from the Phoenix Suns. I think the Phoenix Suns, I'm not convinced they have a good coach. I'm not convinced they have a ton of talent. I think the Phoenix Suns uh, go under. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I'm going to pick the under. Uh, That being said, the Suns, I am super excited for um, one of their point guards. I know they have a lot. Um, I'm actually super excited to see what Tyler Ulis can do. Hmm. Rookie. Drafted in the second round. Um, he's actually the rookie on this team that I actually want to see. <laughs> Not Dragon Bender or Mar- Marquise Chris. Um, I want to see what Tyler Ulis can do in this league. A lot of people are saying he's too small. He's five foot eight. Um, uh, I believe you've called him a hobbit multiple times. Yes, I have. Um, I want to see this, uh, this Kentucky uh, backcourt work um, with Tyler Ulis, Devin Booker, um, and Eric Bledsoe. I think that Kentucky... Um, can produce talent. Tyler Ulis was defensive player of the, of the SEC last year for a reason. Yeah, but I think he gets exploited defensively in the NBA. I think, I I think, think it's that, fair to be dis- exploited. I think one-on-one defending, he can be exploited. But I do think that he can work on that, that uh, the team defense concept. Just I throw think the ball can, over him. I, you can front and back a player. Like, this is a... So you have to double-team every player that he guards? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that I think that he has the chance to prove that small people can still play in the NBA. Meaning, I want to play in the NBA, Dylan. You're not going to play in the NBA, Devin. I'm not that much shorter than Tyler Eulis. True, but you're not as athletic as Tyler Eulis. Debatable. It's not. Nobody except for you has seen that is listening. That, well, okay. Not many people uh, have seen how athletic I am, uh, and it's still too Are you saying I'm, one of the, I'm the only person that has seen both how athletic you are and how athletic Tyler Eulis is? To be able to make a rightful comparison of our listeners? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I'm going to say still... Small sample size. Can you dunk? Tyler Eulis can't. He can on an empty court. Empty court? Yeah, nobody's seeing that. That's just something he said. It's still just a judge of athleticism. I don't think you could touch the rim. 
Yeah, probably not. Moving on, the Sacramento Kings. A team that I think uh, might be worse than the Suns. Really? I completely disagree. They were, I believe... I'm pretty sure they're going to play 12 centers. I think they have 12 centers on their roster. Um, and Rudy Gay, who may or may not be on the roster by the end of the season. Here's why I... I mean, yes, I think that their front office has made some screw-ups with drafting all the centers. Some? Not signing... You mean all of the screw-ups? Not, not signing the lesser Curry um, to a contract. I think, what though, what winds up happening, what you see is they still have the best talent at center of any any other team. I think that just simply um, having Boogie Cousins, if he's healthy... Really? Last you, you think Boogie Cousins is a center because the Kings don't? He will play center. Will he? Yes. Will he? Yes. I think ultimately... I get, I, I'll bet you this. He plays more minutes at power forward than he does at center this year. Define... So, I think they'll just run with two centers. Then this team is going to lose all of its games. So Look at the modern NBA. So, so, but here's the thing. He's going to play defensively as the center and offensively as the four. You should playing, say that other way around. I don't think he can defend fives. He can't defend on the perimeter and defend fours. Whereas, Who on this team can? Um, uh, um, the letter guy. Don't say Willie Cauley-Stein. Willie Cauley-Stein. Because he can't. Yes, he can. If you looked at any of the preseason clips, he cannot defend on it's the perimeter. It's preseason. I watched him all of last season. I think you are vastly overrating him on the defensive end. The Sacramento Kings were only three games under 500 in games where Boogie Cousins played last year. They won one game, I think, without him. Maybe two. If Boogie Cousins is healthy, they will win enough games and not be the worst team. Now the question becomes, will they hit their over-under, which is 32 and a half? Oh, um, I'm going under. I'm going under the 32 and a half, but last year... 33 wins. I think they have a better coach this year. I think they have a better team because they don't have Rajon Rondo this year. Um, Wait, so you're saying uh, they have a less likelihood of, of uh, yelling gay slurs at gay refs? Exactly. I'm not saying it won't happen, <laughs> but it's a little, but it's less, a little likely. less likely. So, I, yeah, I'm going to go the under, but it would not surprise me if they went the over. I'm, I think this team is a train wreck. Um, I think that they have way too many bigs. Um that are going to be on their team. I think they uh, just... This team makes no sense. Oh, and when I'm you don't make sense, sense in the NBA, you lose a lot of not games. Not necessarily. Maybe they're on the cutting edge of a new way to play, a revolution, if you will. Yeah, them and the 76ers. All right, let's hit us up with the next. The Southwest Division, team. the last division that we're going to be talking about. Uh, we're going to try to get through these quickly, just as quick as the offense is going to be in, at Houston. But first, Dylan, Dallas Mavericks. We're going with Texas... To start, um, the Dallas Mavericks, still coached by Rick Carlisle. The Dallas Mavericks, who could play a Curry-Barnes-Bogut lineup. Yeah. If they wanted to. They probably will. And did they sign Green? Um, I think they just should reproduce the uh, the last names on the on the Warriors. They do not have anybody named Darn. Green, sadly. Um, but they do have uh, Collinsworth, um, great, great wide receiver. Yep. Um, I think he can add a lot to this team. Uh, clearly, we're joking. Um, Last year they made the playoffs as the sixth seed. They because did. Dirk Nowitzki uh, and Rick Carlisle can do anything, magic. it seems. Yeah. No, no, the Magic play in the East, Devin. Oh, darn. Darn. I, Rick Carlisle is going to get you wins. Um, I think Rick Carlisle is going to get you into the playoffs every year. The question is, is he going to get them 39 wins, Devin? Um, I just said Rick Carlisle is going get to get them in the playoffs every year. So that's so a yes. I'm going to take the over. 
39. I think Dirk Nowitzki can still give you something. Um, I'm a little bullish on Harrison Barnes. I, I think he has the chance to flourish. Um, he will have the ball way more often than he did. Um, he'll take way more shots than he did. And I think you saw at the beginning of last year he was in a rhythm. He got injured, but he yep. was in that rhythm. And I think he can find that. Yeah. I think it's all in his head. I think he has the physical tools. I think he has the stroke. It's just all in his head. I agree with you there. Here's the other thing that I think. I think that um, just and, – and I think I'm going to take the over two for the reason of Bogut looked really good this summer. And I know he, did. he really carried that Australia team. I to think at times, place finish. yeah, I think at times they were actually the second best team in that tournament. Probably they, they they got unlucky with some draws and and didn't end up pulling out the results they needed. But I loved how they played. I think Bogut flourished in that role of leadership. I look forward to him being able to do that with the old man in um, Dirk uh, Nowitzki. Dirk Nowitzki defense, though, I think takes a step back. If it can, Dirk Nowitzki was never a good defender. He has a club for a foot. But never, never don't believe in Rick Carlisle. I'm taking the over. Um, just a couple more things about this team. I like this team. It's a fascinating team. I think their depth at, at is is actually pretty good. I think their their two deep is pretty good. Dwight Powell as a stretch five yeah. can be really good. Justin Anderson in his second year can be really good. I liked him coming out of Virginia. Um, and Seth Curry uh, might be the most underrated uh, signing. Um, of the offseason, and another year of healthy Wes Matthews. He did not look good last year. He was coming off that uh, Achilles tear. Um, those usually take two years to actually get back to where you were. I think that's going to be huge for Wesley, Wesley Matthews. I agree. I'm, I'm excited to see how this team turns out, and I think this is the year you start seeing the transition to what the team will look out look like post um, post the German wonder, Wunderkind. Um so, Devin, Houston Rockets. The Houston Rockets are our next team. Um, they got a new coach, Mike they D'Antoni. Did. And he's going to play fast with some defense optional. Um, and by defense optional, you mean he has James Harden on his team? Yeah. Well, that was going to be defense optional just because he was on the team. But his coaching style also leads to a offensive slant. They're going to put up some points. Yeah, James Harden might win MVP. See, here's why I don't think he will. Because I don't think they're going to be a top three team. That's the reason why I don't think he actually will. But he will put up. He will be the scoring leader. I think that is for sure. Yes, because the, the Warriors have so many people to share the ball amongst. I still think Houston is the second best offense in the league, not the first. Efficiency wise, probably. I think numbers wise, total points per game. Well, yeah, because they, they run similar off like tempo. Yeah, tempo. I just think that. So the more the more the more you are in the same the same like yeah yeah. about uh, um, Dantas Montiunas and well, whether whether he can hold up to the rigors of this so did So did the Pistons. It's a good point. Um, and I think you may see some injury concerns there. I Is he... He's not on the team yet, though. He's not? No. He hasn't signed. Oh. Who knows? Well, okay. So... I, thought, I mean, I he probably will. Like... He's just a free agent right now. Oh, okay. He's not on any team. Maybe his injury is that bad. 
Maybe. Well, it's it's he wants more money from the Rockets and gotcha. Patrick Beverly though immediately out to begin the season with a meniscus tear. Yes. Um, he's out at least six weeks to open the season, potentially more. I think that's just going to hurt their defense. They have no defenders. Who do you trust to defend? An aging Trevor Ariza? No. A Corey Brewer? No. A Ryan Anderson? Ryan Anderson? Like, no. KJ McDaniels? I don't think. Yeah, no. Like Clint Capella? Clint Capella is maybe their best defender, which is sad. Yeah. Because. Yeah. I just they're going to score. They're going to give up a lot, which for me is a recipe for a a. 500 team, which may preview what I'm going to say when I tell you their over-unders for this season, Devin, is 43 and a half. Ooh, it's gone up. That has gone up. Yeah. 43 and a half. They were 41 and 41 last year. 43 is a lot of wins. There are some wins to get um, in that division in the, in the West, I think. Are they a better team than last year? They have to be. Why? They had, Do they have more talent than last year? They have a better coach. Bickerstaff. Ben, I don't know if he's a better coach than they started last year with. Well, that yes, but that's because James Harden wanted him gone. Bickerstaff had a better win percentage than the coach at the beginning of the year. That is a... Small sample size, I know. Yeah, that's a, a fallacy and you know it. Um, oh, that's... I think they win 44. I'm taking the over. All right. I hate myself for it. That's gonna. That's gonna. Come I think back they're a 500 me. team. That's gonna. Come that back means they're gonna be right me. around 40 wins um, in my book. I think they're under. They wind up in the conversation for the 7-8 seed in the West. Um, and I, I, I hate myself under. for that pick. <laughs> I just do. Next team, Devin. The next team, um, a team that uh, also new coach. There's a lot of new coaches. Um, there sure. are 10 new coaches in the league. Um, Dave Yeager is out for the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, they uh, drafted Wade Baldwin uh, out of Vanderbilt, and they drafted Deontay Davis out of Washington. Um, two solid picks. I'm not sure they're quite ready to uh, contribute. Um, they signed the uh, Andrew Harrison, uh, the lesser twin, yep. um, uh, out of their D-League. Uh, Mike Conley's back healthy. Marcus Saul is back healthy. Um, and they had a big, big signing in Chandler Parsons. We can debate how big a difference that is. When you're a team that doesn't get free agents, That's that true. is big. It's big for them. I don't know how much of an impact he winds up making. He had an off year last year coming back from an injury, I know. Um, Still not cleared to start the season. That's also true. Their over-under, Devin, is identical to the Houston Rockets. It's 43. also 43 and a half. So here's the question, Devin. Oh, my God. No. Who's better, Houston or Memphis? Memphis is better. I want to change. I'm going to change. I'm you gonna can't change, change it. We've gone you off of You changed it. Only you while changed we were still it. on that team. I want to take the under now for the Rockets. God. <laughs> Uh, I, I told you I'm going to hate myself, and it took me literally a minute. <laughs> it did. We moved on from the Rockets, Evan. Do the Grizzlies win more than 43 and a half? Yes. All right, I'm taking the over as well. Um, for all the reasons you said, healthy players will make the difference here. Um, I think Marcus Gasol still has a lot to offer um, when he's healthy. Chandler Parsons getting to this team 
add some sort of shooter, something they haven't had ever. Well, so Mike Conley's improved as a shooter. Yeah, but, uh, you but need, he's not a you he's need not an a, off, off the dribble. You need an off guard player that is able to shoot and stretch the floor. Now with Marcus Saul being able to shoot mid range, and he started to shoot some in the preseason. I believe he was last I looked. He was three of five shooting threes in the preseason, which small sample Huge size. Huge sample size right there. That's nice to see. Maybe he's added range. That'll be that'll be a, a big improvement. So yeah, I'm going over. Um just one thing, I think that the new coach will help. Dave Fisdale will help. Mostly because uh, he won't start Zach Randolph. Zach Randolph now is gonna come off the bench, which I think is great for Zach Randolph. Um, let him bully some uh, some second unit teams. Uh, the next team is the New Orleans Pelicans, yep. Dylan. Um, they are. They have lost a lot in the offseason. Um, Ryan Anderson gone. Eric Gordon gone. Um, Drew Holiday not expected back for a while. Um, tragically, his wife is dealing with a, uh, a brain, brain tumor. tumor. Um, non, uh, it's, it's a benign brain tumor. Still going through but surgery. Still going through surgery for um, that. Uh, shout out to uh, Lauren, Lauren Holiday, Holiday. Uh, the U.S. women's national teams player. Also, they had their baby. Yep. Um, uh, she was waiting for the baby to be delivered in order to to have the surgery. Exactly. Great to see that uh, that baby came out healthy. Yep. Um, it's but you don't want to take out the human aspect to this because you want Drew Holiday to be at home with his family, with his wife. And, and it's yeah, yeah. It's it's a terrible thing. Outside of the sports realm. Exactly. But within the sports realm, it's going to hurt them. Especially because this looked like the year where he wouldn't be on the minutes restriction that he was to, when he started off injured well, last still year. he won't be. True. But it would have been a season where he could have played from the beginning for the first time and been healthy for the first time in years, it seems. It's, it's, it's disappointing that that's kind of been set back. Um, but they do have what many people have touted as the next great best player. The next best player in the NBA in I, Anthony Davis. I think he will – at this point, I don't think there will ever be a point where he is the best player. I completely agree with you. I think it's – Mostly because there's another Kentucky center. Yes. Center. Which Carl with, – which Anthony Davis, by the way, should be playing center. 100%. Yeah. So – Do you prescribe to the idea that he has not, uh, uh, f- like, gotten comfortable with his body yet? I don't think that's necessarily his issue. It's that um, he he's playing the wrong role. He doesn't have the skill set to play the four. His his outside shooting is not good enough in the modern NBA to play the four. He'd be a great be, stretch five. He'd be a great stretch five. His defensive versatility by playing him out at the floor moves him away from the basket and limits his shot blocking ability. He should be playing the five. He played it just over 50% last year. He should be playing the five 70 to 80% of the time he's on the court. And that is what I think is necessary for New Orleans to be able to take the next step. Last year, what was considered a rough year for them, won 30 games in a down health year. They're over under this year, Devin, 36 and a half. Oh, if you had given me this at 33, I might have taken the over. Okay. Um... I did mention that I thought that they might be worse than they were last year, maybe even worse than the Lakers. I've reneged on that <laughs> um, within the last hour. Um, they are going to be better than the Lakers. Um, not saying much, but I have to take the under. Okay. I have to take the under on this. 
36 and a half is just too much. I think they win 35 games. Um, I'm, I'm going to take some the progress. Over. I actually think they're a playoff team this year. I'm being bold. You've, I think you have 10 teams in the playoffs. No, from the I can go through who I think are in the playoffs at the end of this. We will at but, the end. But I think... Oh, you don't think the Rockets are going to make it? Exactly. Okay. I think the Rockets are a bubble team. I don't think... Um, you don't think the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies are going to make it either, do you? Grizzlies are a bubble team. Jeez. I almost went under on the Grizzlies, by the way. I know. I saw um, your face. I'm going over for the New Orleans Pelicans. I have to go under. I just I'm gonna have some some trust in uh, in that in Alvin Gentry. I just don't think that they made the right pickups. I don't think they have a point guard outside of Drew Holiday, um, and Buddy Heald was the wrong pick. I think help to work now, yes, but to build, no. I think Jamal Murray both helps you now and in the future more than Buddy Heald. Uh, Buddy Heald is limited defensively, and I think Buddy Heald has some legitimate issues. Um, yeah, I understand that. So, Devin, we turn to the second-best team last year during the regular season. And the last team of this podcast. Yep, the San Antonio Spurs. Last year, the San Antonio Spurs won 67 games, and Tim Duncan retires. This year, almost the same team returns without, without Tim Duncan. They um, add Pau Gasol. They do add Pau Gasol. And David Lee. Yes, and David Lee. So clearly they've gotten better on defense with those additions and the subtraction of the uh, defensive liability, really, that was Tim Duncan. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, their over-under this year, Devin, is 57 and a half. 57 and a half this year. What are your thoughts on that? That, that is, means they're 10 games that worse. That is 10 games worse than last year. Oh. I'm going to take the under. Ooh. Not because I think they are 10 games worse, but I think that their win total was an overperformance of what um, of what they had, of what they showed. Um, and See, I, the numbers would disagree. The numbers would suggest they were better. On aggregate, their plus-minus was better than their record, whereas the Warriors were 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 worse than their record. Plus-minus. Okay, plus I'm, just, minus. I'm just saying what it, what it says. Um, but I don't know how this team's going to defend. Um, the same way they did last year. With Kawhi Leonard? Kawhi Leonard, um, Kevin and uh, no, I'm sorry, not... Kyle Anderson, slow-mo, he's, he's a decent defender. Um... See, this is also, I don't think that they're going to um, uh, try to win. It. Like, Pop understands that they probably were too tired once they got to the conference semis. Um, I think that Pop will uh, take the foot off the gas a little bit. It's possible. I think Danny Green is a great defender. Great is a little much. I think he's the best fast break defender in the league. Okay. Wait, you disagree? You're talking about a niche. Still, it is a thing, and he's a good defender. Also, LeBron James is the best fast break defender. I disagree. So, Devin, I'm taking the under. I already said it. I will take the over because they're not ten games worse without Tim Duncan and with Pau Gasol. Popovich has proved he can get that. Popovich will get 55 just wins in his sleep. Just because you're not ten games worse doesn't mean you don't lose ten games more. I think that by definition does mean that because guess what, Devin? You play to win the game. No, that you is play the to win championships. That matters. So ultimately, I think they go over the 57 and a half. Okay. 
I don't think they get near last year's win totals. No, not even close. Not even close. So, Devin, now we turn our attention to the odds off. Odds off section. Give us last week's rundown. Uh, can I not? You went one in five. I went one in five. You but went Dylan, one in five. Dylan, in in the odd week where uh, you went five hundred, um, hasn't I happened went, very often. I went two, two, and two. Yeah, that's uh, that's a thing. It is, but uh, still went five hundred, which means I get to make the choice on wh- who picks first, and I will take the first pro game. So Devin, you give us the first college pick. Um. I'm going to do, with my first pick, something that um, you tell me never to do. Never never play with your heart, Devin. But you did it last week and it worked. Oh, you're going to take the game. Um, I'm going to take a game I'm actually going to go to. Um, I'm going to take Stanford minus two against Colorado. All right. It, it hurts was, me to say it. it. Was, it I was considering that one. Um, it, it's close. I think Colorado scares me somehow. Somehow! But good news, we have Meeks back. Meeks is back, despite the knee brace. I, also, I think that's going to be different McCaffrey, this game. Christian McCaffrey practiced for the first time today. That's um, nice. He is questionable. Um, may or may not play. Uh, that being said, Bryce Love, damn good player. Bryce Love had a great game against um, uh, Notre Dame. Thanks to Notre Dame's coach for taking out their good quarterback. Uh, I mean, just not playing him. Yeah. So, um, shout out for that. But, yeah, I think that's a good game. It was on my radar. My pick, Devin. Whew. I'm going to take Wisconsin minus the three and a half uh. over Iowa. I think Wisconsin's real good. I think they are two last drive kind of collapses away from, from being, being undefeated. undefeated. From being ranked in the top three? Yeah, I think they're away from being uh, the second best team in the country. I think they have the best te- defense in the country. I agree with that. Uh, they lost to Ohio State in overtime. Just brutal. I think they are much better than Iowa. I, I think they win by more than that three and a half. Yeah, I had that game on my list too. My second pick, Devin. I'm going to take Texas A&M to cover the plus 18 against Alabama. I'm starting to believe in Texas A&M. Well, that's usually when they start to... It's very true. um, It's a dangerous precedent to set. I think their defense... And what I think does this, I think their defense is legit. I think their defense keeps this close, and it's going to be surprisingly close. I think Alabama still wins because they're definitely the better team. They're the best team in the country. Yes. But I think Texas A&M is able to keep it close in a low-scoring affair. And Alabama wins it, um, holding on to kind of a seven-point lead, maybe pulling to 14 near the end of the game, or even 17. But all of those count as covers. And I think Texas A&M is going to cover the 18. Yeah, that, that's a game I didn't want to touch. Because I took a big spread last week with an Alabama, and I got burned. Yep. Your turn now. Um, I'm going to take a team, and I'm going to bet against a new coach. Um, I'm going to take Ole Miss plus five and a half. Uh, that game has increased, um, since the opening of three against LSU against LSU. Yeah. Um, LSU, uh, not a good team. Um, they're very one dimensional. Um, even though we have a new coach, we don't know what they're actually going to look like. Leonard Fournette, however, is a good dimension. True. But SEC defenses have proven that. Any defense, even Pac-12 defenses yeah. improve. If you have one dimension, a la Christian McCaffrey, uh, you crush his Heisman hopes right then and there. Yeah. 
Um, so I'm going to take Ole Miss. Okay. Um, uh, I, I think that Ole Miss has gotten – they haven't beaten anybody good, but uh, I still think they're a very good team. Um, and that loss last week hurts, um, and I think they'll be up for it against LSU. Uh, tough schedule for Ole Miss, I think. Oh, yes. Uh, real rough. Um, and my last game in college, at least, uh, I didn't want to pick this game, but I'm going to. I'm going to take TCU. Plus six against West Virginia. Okay. You think this is where the Big 12 starts to really Unravel? cannibalize I mean, themselves? Sure, if you think West Virginia was legit. I never thought West Virginia was legit. Um, I don't think anyone in the Big 12 is legit. Their offense is not a standard West Virginian offense, um, which worries me, especially since I think that defense is a facade. Okay. Um, so uh, I'm going to take a TCU offense that is good, and maybe a, D- a DCU defense that might figure something out. And I no guarantees. I now have to pick my Pac-12 game. You've taken one of the ones I was considering in that Stanford pick. I'm going to go with Arizona State plus seven Ooh. against Washington State. Oh, I was looking at this one. Are you sure it's not plus seven and a half? It's plus seven when I looked. I will, I will check again. Um, it's, it, oh, no, you're right. It's plus seven and a half. Plus seven and a half. Still want to take it. I want to take that half point. I definitely want to get that half point. It helps me. Does it? Yes. Oh, yeah. Because I'm taking the underdog. Yeah. Um, going Washington teams going to Arizona have trouble. Washington had a rough time against Arizona. Historically, Washington teams do poorly when they go down to either Tucson or Tempe. I think this will be another example of that. Washington State has played games repeatedly. No buys yet. I think that's going to also help uh, Arizona I mean, they State really there. had a buy first week. They didn't really show up either. That's true. They, I thought you were going to go with, they also had a buy when they played Stanford because they well, didn't show up either. That's, that's <laughs> also true. And sad. So I take Arizona State plus the 7.5 okay. over Washington State. Let's hear your I NFL think they, game. They, they could win outright. I'm going to take my most confident game, the team I say never bet on, by the way. Taking Minnesota, oh. minus two and a half over Philly. I get it. Wentz is good. Wentzylvania. Yeah, he might not be. Wentz will be good. He's Eventually. had some regression. Eventually. People have figured him out. If there's a defense I trust to be able to execute on a quarterback who started to be figured out, Minnesota's defense is it. Yeah. Minnesota's defense is tenacious and tough. They get pressure. The, the Minnesota defense, I think, will show up, and I think they win by more than a field goal. And now that you pick this game, they're going to win by a point. Probably. All right, Devin, um, your pick. I'm going to take the game I'm most confident in, um, and that's because this team only seems to be able to cover on the road. Dang it, this um, is my second most comfortable game. I'm going to take the Oakland Raiders okay. plus one against Jacksonville. Um, they're minus one. They're plus one. I'm, I, oh, you're right, you're right, yeah. they're plus one. Yeah, they're plus one, okay, Dylan. Okay, definitely take them. I'm taking them. Um, because Oakland seems to have good weeks and then bad weeks, good th- weeks and then bad weeks. They had a bad week last week, so it's going to, like, Trent says good week. Yeah. Like, I, that's just I'll simple math that. for me. Um, and then I'm going to take, um, I'm going to bet against a team that I think is uh, a facade. 
Um, they seem to only be able to beat uh, bad teams, and they get trounced by good teams. I'm going to take Seattle plus two against Arizona. Dang, that one was the third on my list. Just undercutting me at every every see, chance. See, Dylan, there. I'm not sure you should have picked um, the uh, the first pick for NFL because um, you weren't going to pick Minnesota. I wasn't going to pick Minnesota at all, well, and I got my first two picks. Well, that's a real shame, considering I think that was clearly the easiest pick to make. Um, I just take your advice. I never bet Minnesota. That's you true. clearly don't take your Here's advice. There's another team that I have bet a lot that um, probably shouldn't. Because, although they got me a push last week. I'm no, taking, Dylan! Don't do it! I'm taking Indy plus one and a half at Tennessee. Why? They're getting a point and a half. Indy's going to beat Tennessee, Devin. I'm not sure. I am quite sure they should have beat Houston. Uh, really disappointing, and they definitely should have beat Houston. They should have beat Houston. How many times do you have to say that? <laughs> they should have beat Houston. But they will beat... Tennessee, they cover the one and a half, get the win, and uh, maybe their last chance to save the the division. It's over. It's over. Houston's going to to Denver. Okay, Denver's not good. Denver's pretty good. Eh. Denver's on a two game game losing streak. And you know what fixes two game losing streaks? Playing playing Houston. The NFC South. Brock Osweiler. Playing the AFC South. It's a defensive coordinator who knows that quarterback. Yeah. And that's rough for a young quarterback. All my picks are now taken, Devin. So, um, so you're going to have to go off the board. Go off the board here. Whew. That makes it a very tough pick considering half my picks include a Miami team that uh, just showed up last week for no reason out of the blue. Um, I'm going to wind up going with... Make your choice, Dylan. Buffalo, minus three over Miami. I think our postulate last week holds despite the results last week. Miami's bad. Miami's bad, and Ryan Tannehill is not good either. So it's I'm in taking, Miami, though. I know it is. I'm taking the Buffalo Bills on a four-game win streak to extend it to five. You're going to get a push on this. in the race, taking the Bills. I already see you getting a push on this. <laughs> this is terrible. It's possible. Um, so for my last game... I have both of my picks still available. Um, I'm going to go all underdogs, it seems, uh, for pro, um, and only take one favorite, and that's my Stanford Cardinal. Um, I'm going to take the Washington uh, racial slurs. Ooh, okay. Um, uh, plus one and a half over Detroit. Gotcha. Um, Washington's also won four in a row. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, they beat a good Philadelphia team last week. Um, Washington is they they're running the ball finally, um, and I think that's how this team uh, is wins games. And now that they're doing it, I don't see a Detroit team that I don't know anybody who plays on their defense. Um, so I don't think they have defenders, um, and that means Matt Jones can really just run all over this defense. And I think that's going to happen. Yeah, I I can see that happening. All right, Devin. Hit them with our information. Well, um, if you like this podcast, please like it on whatever uh, platform you're listening to. If you're listening to it on iTunes, please give us a review. It is a great way for others to find us. Um, share this with your friends, your family, your enemies, you know, whoever. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. We are at Bay Area Brothers on Twitter. Um, 
follow us, tweet at us, ask us questions there. Or if you have other questions, you can email us. We are at our email is um, bayareabrothers at gmail.com. Um, and with that, Dylan, have a nice day. Have a nice day. <laughs>